Samantha Briggs, like, broke her ankle or something. It's that damn CrossFit. Fucking CrossFit. Welcome to the One More Rep Podcast, where you take it beyond the barbell. I'm your host, Modingo, and with a orange can uh, from Market Garden Brewery, a frosty lime wit with tangerine, is Kurt Brobain. What's up, man? <laughs> we were just talking about stuff that he was involved in. Yeah. <laughs> I love Kurt Cobain. Cocaine. Yeah. I clearly remember the first time I ever heard uh, Smells Like Teen Spirit. You were probably like three years old, bro, so you probably don't remember. I wasn't even mm. thought of. No, dude. That was 90s, right? Yeah, I was in high school. I yeah, was a so junior, I think, in high school. I was school. born in 80s, so I was getting ready to get my teenage years. I wasn't really... Alternative music really started kind of taking hold, like 103.9 locally, mm-hmm. uh, when I was a freshman in high school. Okay. Oh, so those are kind of like the years... So like 90... When you're starting to explore new music 96. and all stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So that's when it kind of came out. Other than that, you know, grunge music back then wasn't really popular. No. It so. was the the new punk, mm-hmm. the alternative mm-hmm. to stuff like that. But it was 91, but that's okay. <laughs> what was 91? Not when uh, Nirvana first hit the scene. Yeah, but I'm yeah. saying in 96 is when I started really mm. hearing alternative type music. Okay, the radio stations out here. Radio, yeah, radio stations. Other than that, you so had— So back before we had web streaming <laughs> radio, guys, yeah. we had this stuff called radio. Yeah. <laughs> With all the fucking commercials. <laughs> we should have talked about that in the BizFest 2.0. It's commercials. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. <clears throat> yeah. I'll never have anything but Pandora or Sirius XM again. You don't have a Spotify? I just use Sirius XM. Okay. And Apple Music. So. Yeah. Pre- oh, that's Jenna. She wants attention. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually just clearing my throat. Right, yeah, okay. <laughs> the perfect timing to clear your throat. What, what I have up, boogers. What, what up, Jay? season. What up, Jay Dizzle? What do you, what do you listen to? How do you listen to music? Did you ever, I mean, obviously you're old enough to experience the radio, but do you use those things like uh, Sirius and Spotify? Uh, I used to have Sirius. Now I just use Apple Music. Apple Music. Okay. Yeah. Which is really good. I like Apple Music. Yeah. Uh, I really wish they would integrate some of their stuff with DJ software because that would be great for me because so much of what I do musically is invested into Apple, uh, but they're smart. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like, Yeah, exactly. 10 bucks a month and you can find pretty much anything on there. Yeah, I think we do the family plan and you get like six people. Damn. So, oh, like, wow. Yeah, like all the... But the funny part is I have the Spotify and the Apple Wait. family plan. Is it a family plan or it's six people for Jenna, you $10? can't get on it. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Just trying to wiggle in on this. No, I doesn't know because that's like, I mean, why am I paying $10 if no. you're paying $10? <laughs> Look at her. She's trying to get in on your family plan. No. So you only have five? Is that right? <laughs> What's your login? Is it the same as the yeah. Patreon? Hey, so if anybody wants to buy into it, uh, five bucks a month, yeah, I got a couple extra slots. Hit me up. <laughs> DJ Dingo at Instagram. <laughs> Looking for that side hustle. Hell yeah. Yeah, As you were, she sat down with the laptop guys and was typing out. We're like, what are you doing? Yeah, me and I'm creating an invoice. Yeah, me and bro are like talking show topics for this next episode coming up, and Jenna flips open her laptop. I don't have work hours. Sorry, my work hours are 25. I hear that that cash register sound going on. Cha ching. Yeah. Okay, well, if someone says, if you you send me the invoice, I'll pay by tonight, am I going to not send it? Well, it's only 8.30, so you got all night. Okay, well, most people, normal people go to bed earlier than we do. Okay, so moving on. We really don't care what you had to say. <laughs> except for our Patreons. <laughs> nice transition. <laughs> well, I will say that this comment just popped up on the video. That it, must, it must be about me. Nope, it's a- about me. About your announcements and, and your sound friend, effects. Richard Story <laughs> said, "American Idol worthy, sell the house, hawk all your possessions, and move to L.A. Yeah. You'll be singing no time." That, that's my dude. He's a Packers fan, also an Arizonan, and a hip replacement uh, brother. So, oh, cool. shout out Richard. You know, how many, you know how many people they told that to that live in California now? <laughs> They're sleeping on the streets of San Francisco. Whatever. Richard and I are tight now. Yeah, you'll be the next heroin addict. 
<laughs> wow, this got really bad really quick. Yeah, it did. So okay, about anyways. our Patreons. <laughs> yeah. Do you have the didgeridoo? What's it called? Didgeridoo. Get the didgeridoo up. Damn it. It wasn't in the last episode. What happened? Well, and she didn't even know. No, we, we played it. But Steph, I think. I don't well, know if there's probably going to be an ad. Well, okay. It'll be in this episode, I think, because I don't think she had. Wait. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. No, no, today's I episode. I already listened to it. It wasn't in there? No. Oh. It was out. We played it. I didn't even mention. I didn't even. I didn't even well, pay attention. Well, in the to last that. one, I forgot for Ryan Burgai. So, Ryan Burgai. <laughs> oh yeah, because no, he, 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 he likes. Pew, pew. Yeah, there yeah, you go. Pew that. pew. Yeah. Why don't you do like a shotgun? Like. There you go. But that's like too slow. It's like a shotgun with a silencer. You can have <laughs> Sorry, guys. Uh, Lavana. <sighs> no, you, you need to make the sound of a mocha frappuccino. <laughs> <laughs> That's what the foamer thing sounds like. What is that called? <laughs> the frother. Yeah, the frother. I should know that because I was a barista. Better watch it. Oh, Whoa, goodness. you were a barista and you don't know what that's called? Yeah, I was a barista. At Starbucks? Or, I, made, or, I made baller money on tips. Or I'm at Timmy Ho's? No, at St- I, I worked at Starbucks. You worked at Starbucks? Yeah, I lived in Knoxville and I worked at Starbucks. Uh, honestly, it was really fun. Really? Yeah. And we, I really did make good money. Is it as good tips. as they say it is? Because that's like one of the, it, they always get good ratings in terms of like companies to work for, for people under yeah, 30. Yeah, they do treat you pretty good. Do they have like tuition reimbursement and all this stuff? Yeah. Oh, I don't know about that. They well, probably I mean, they left do now. that out for when they told me, they were like, we don't do that. I don't know what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> but you have to do like all these taste testings. And that was like before I liked coffee and mm. I still don't like Starbucks coffee anyway. So Because it's shit. Yeah, and so but you have to try each one, and then you have a journal, and you have to like write what flavors you taste. The profile, they, yeah, like everything. Huh. And so I'd be like, tastes like ashtray, tastes <laughs> <laughs> like burnt Jen, coffee. Uh, Jenna, I don't think customers want to hear yeah. that the arabica, you know, for November tastes like ashtray. And then other people would be like, tastes like rose petals in autumn or something. That doesn't know. sound too good. All right, guys. Well, she's had a little sip of cold brew, so that's why she's all amped up. Jerry Richardi. What should we do for him? Whoa. Okay. Jamie Metcalf. Ah! <laughs> it's the same shit. I don't know what other. At least they sort of you rotate. Did do? Yeah. Tim Carlton. Is he? <laughs> is he a patriot? <laughs> It's like taking it back to 1792. The, the fife and drum corps. Yeah. Gareth Crowther. <laughs> Is that the 17 hours of didgeridoo? Yes, 10. Brody Mays. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably an accurate sound effect. Wow, fuck you. I mean, from her, yeah. Uh, Michelle Rowell. She needs like a tiger. Something Atlanta is. Like a rowl. Like, yeah. Yeah. Put rowl. Rowl. (laughs) There you go. And last but not least, Rick Terry. We still need to see his balloon animal game. He needs to make a balloon animal of Jenna. He can make balloons. (laughs) That'd be the hottest balloon ever. Yeah. It would you have the most most air in it, money. for sure. The most air in it? The most air in it. <laughs> so rude. So what we got? We got a couple quick things to talk about. Yeah, reviews. Reviews, reviews, reviews. Written reviews. Five star, of course, because we deserve nothing less. Yeah, someone gave us a four star. So yeah. if you're listening to us and that was an accident, which it can happen. It, it, yeah, it's possible. You slide know, like that bitch all the way to the right. <laughs> Because you didn't, you stopped sliding that shit. You forgot one. You must have sneezed or had a seizure or something. Or driving or something. Yeah. yeah. The one star and the two star, We those came before we even started the podcast. Which we is had, still bizarre. Which we talked about in Bitch Session 2.0 because <laughs> we got fucking haters out there. Excuse my French. But um, yeah, five star. If you didn't finish that thumb slide to the right, yeah. go back and edit that shit. And give us a written with it too. Yeah, please, please. Um, shirts. Get those first gen seven five clothing shirts. Uh, I think he has all sizes. Pretty pretty sure. Okay, so which is good. I'm about Better to order. I'm about to order another one because I lost mine. Could, I can't find it. Really? I don't know where it's at. Someone probably stole it. Is they what did. Happened. Fuck yeah, they did. I worked out <laughs> in it and they're like, "Holy shit! You see how jacked he got in that shirt? Yeah, stole it. Three fifteen snatch deadlift. Yeah, I want some of that. Yeah, <laughs> almost got it. 
dude, he pulled it. Um, but yeah, get those. They make excellent stocking, stocking stuffers, guaranteed gains, right? It's it's been proven in my gym at least you know, across the world. So plus you look hot as shit. So yeah. that's a bonus. And then the Patreons, yeah, yeah. The gift that keeps on giving is get someone a subscription to the Patreon boxes from the One More Rep podcast. Uh, Jenna has definitely proven that uh, what you pay for, you definitely reap back in those boxes. Yes. That last box in particular is last two have been pretty solid. And yeah. you know, like I said, I don't really give Jenna many compliments, but <laughs> she's crushing those boxes like it's her J O B because it is. She's the only one getting, she's the paid, only getting paid, from, paid. Yes. On the one more rep podcast. Get like five dollars, guys. Yeah. Anyway, so the Patreon uh quickly um it's helped us. We're actually getting ready to pay one of our bigger bills, the, yeah, our, the, ho- our hosting fee for Podbean. Yeah. If Jen ever gives us the account information, we'll pay that. And then... Is that why she asked me how to pay Podbean directly? So that way I didn't have <laughs> So, no, it, it's going to stuff. And, you know, it definitely allows us to pay Jenna. She does do a lot for us. Yeah. Um, stuff that we don't have time to do. Definitely don't have time to do it. Not only that, but she does such a great job with social media. Yeah, making um, those polls and everything. Yeah, so she does a great job, and it definitely allows us to pay her each month. And and uh, I got to uh, post about watching the movie Seven. Thanks, guys. Oh, yeah, oh, we yeah. forgot to talk about that. Fuck. That was money. That Dang. was so awesome. Ugh. Dude, so, so we always give her crap about watching movies, and she finally got the gumption on Halloween of all nights. Perfect time. To watch Seven, and... <laughs> we were getting the play-by-play. If you were able to watch the story. Garen was, like, talking me through it. He's like, oh, you're not even to the best part yet. Just wait. And I was like, you like this stuff? And he's like, yeah, that's one of my favorite movies. Dude, it's ever. a great movie. And okay. I was like, what do you mean your favorite, you psycho? So all bullshit aside, and, or, uh, you have great anxiety. Mm-hmm. And if you could put that aside for a second, how would you rate the movie? It wasn't, I didn't feel anxious. Like, that's not my anxiety. But a very suspenseful really. movie, though. Yeah, but like, I was like had sweating you my ass off. Well, that I mean, is anxiety. Yeah. But it had you, I mean. Well, it's like a thriller. It's supposed to do that, right? Yeah. Well, I, yeah, but I'm just saying, like, but, you get anxious driving on the interstate. But there's some movies well, you watch, common. and there's some movies you watch, and you're just like, uh, you just kind of like, yeah. 15, 20 minutes into it, you just kind of write it off. But like. No, it was a, yeah, it was a thriller. From I mean, end to end. I, it was yeah. good in that sense, but. But like yeah, I said, you know, aside I from like aside from like the stuff that's like just freaks you out and makes you wake up in the middle of the night, like the cinematography, the acting, the directing, oh, yeah. like all that good. stuff from left to right. I think because yeah, yeah I mean, it makes you like want to keep watching because you yeah. want to find out. But Who? I was like, I was like, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up! <laughs> like and like when they're driving, I'm like, oh my god, just yeah. like it felt like that ride was forever. Can I ask you a question though? Yeah, this is serious. Okay, what's in the box? I'm not going to say it because I don't want to ruin it for you. I know. I don't want you to say it anyways, but. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, I know. Yeah. No, that's cool that you watched that because. Yeah, we're very proud of you for watching that. Yeah, I mean, that. my God, it only took 15 episodes of us talking smack about you watching the movie. So, uh, Zohan should be next. That'll be the. Uh, it'll be a lot lighter. <laughs> yeah. More, more Christmassy. Yeah. yeah. More in the holiday spirit. <laughs> if you like corn and comedy. If well, you don't. Then. But then have you watched a. Uh, Die Hard? Mm-hmm. Okay. Because that's like the yeah, greatest I Christmas movie. That's the greatest Christmas movie of all time. Right. Well, I don't like the new one. What would you rate seven? One to ten? Yeah, okay. So out of... I out don't of, like that. I don't like that kind of movie. Wait, so uh, uh, we're going to use the lacrosse, lacrosse system. Okay. Lacrosse. Lacrosse. So one to five. Okay, one to five. How many lacrosse would you give that? None. No, you got to... Maybe like half of one. Why? Why? Because I you just said kind of movies. You just it was a good like thriller, but I don't like that kind of. Did movie. you leave us the four star review on here? Yeah, I did. But <laughs> you can't say it was a good movie and then give it a it one. was gory. I okay, don't like but, that. I don't but, like the but, big dude just sitting there bleeding out. Like but, that's but, the first thing I see is like. But taking all that aside, just from the okay, movie the acting itself, was good. acting like the whole package, the plot the, or whatever. Despite yes. that it's not something you would normally watch, like one to five. You know why it freaks me out. Because people out there are really like that. Yeah. People, like Michael Myers doesn't freak me out. It doesn't freak me out. Like, I'm not That's scared too of far a crazy. freaking yeah. Yeah, clown. But, mm. yeah, that freaks me out because people are really that crazy mm. and psycho. Who's that clown that was a mass murderer? He was a clown. He's a... He just dressed up like a clown. No, he was a clown. Oh, uh, I just saw something about Bigger him the other guy. day. Yeah. Uh, Gacy? John Wayne yep, Gacy? That's who yeah. he is. Yep. Look him up. He no was thanks. a damn clown. I won't. I anyway, like that stuff. one yeah, to five. One to five. 
Like one. All right, you're fired. So okay. She just says how good it is, and that and it kept no, her on I the think, edge of her seat. Yeah, yeah and but that I don't like that kind of movie. But she couldn't wait to see what was happening next, and then it she gets a it one. Gets a one. Yep, that sounds about okay, like someone so who. This is going to establish our baseline, guys. Yeah. For Jenna's yeah, basically, movie don't watch system. any more movies we give you because you'll get a one. <laughs> That, it's a five. I, I will not watch any more movies because I don't trust you guys. I'm going to have to do a poll to see if I would actually like it or how. Actually, I'll just watch a trailer next time. I don't know why I didn't think of that anyway. It's uh, a great movie. I don't care what you yeah. say. Like usual. So we'll, we'll, we'll have to add a curve. So we'll add. What would you rate it, Mo? I'd definitely rate that a, a four and a half because I reserve five for like for the movie the, where I would just like totally blew my mind. Right. But yeah, yeah, definitely solid four and a half. Yeah, I, I would that. agree. If I if I have to, like the perfect movie, yeah. it's not the perfect movie, but it's right there. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, <laughs> Jenny. So this next today's episode yeah. came to us from Nick Zimmer, a former former uh, coworker of yours. Yeah, which, but I, which I just found out that bro used to work. He used to be a uh, the base. He used to work at the. I knew he worked at the base. I wasn't sure what he did, but he used to be a yeah, ground, was, grounds crew with the C seventeen. It was top secret. G thirteen classified. Actually, I worked with Nick. We we're uh, on the same department together, and mm. then just had this opportunity. Worked the base, making really good mo- money. You now those contractors get paid, yeah. and um, <laughs> and uh, so. But with those good contracts cometh, they also goeth. Yeah, but uh, it's it's really hard as a contractor there. They they believe in giving new companies new contracts yeah. every five years. Um, we just happened to uh, I was we did such a good enough job. We got about uh, we got back to back contracts. And Nick's at his dream job right now. He's always wanted to work for uh, Sydney Police Department. He's canine. Yeah. And um, I didn't actually shout I didn't, out dog handlers. I didn't even know he listened to our podcast. Mm-hmm. Honestly, he just shot me a random text uh, a couple of days ago. Um, he listened to Nutritional Pitfalls. Mm-hmm. He's on the second time of it. Yeah, which is crazy. And um, thank you for that, Nick. Yeah, so it's pretty cool to even hear. Like, you, like I've known him for a long time, and didn't even know he listened. Didn't even know yeah. he listened. Yeah. So he's he started working out recently and is hitting some walls on the food side. And he's brought up a pretty cool thing was, um, food addiction. Mm-hmm. He struggles with it, so yeah. he thought it'd be a good topic, and I would. Definitely, agree. I would argue that he is correct. So what we got? So food addiction. I guess just the definition of addiction is just an unhealthy behavior related to a thing, whether it be gambling, um, spending, uh, cocaine, se- yeah, drug, sex, uh, alcohol, tobacco. Do you you name it? You can be addicted to anything. Killing um, little kids on PUBG. Yeah, video games. Uh, oh yeah, like uh, World of Warcraft. When that first kicked off and people were like, if, if you if you don't know much about like these online games, like there were people that were like leaving their families because they became so obsessed with these video games. So it does happen. It can happen in all facets of life. Straight up, dude from our hometown, uh, played for Indianapolis Colts football, defensive lineman. He stopped playing football because of his addiction to video games. Really? Yep. Wow. Third round pick. Yep. That's... Crazy. He, he's playing with Freeney and all of them dudes. Like, oh, so these are like those like Super Bowl Colts. Yes, with with number eighteen. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yep. All because of video games. Yeesh. That's insane. Yep. Was playing too much. Got too wrapped up in it. Just not. And just kind of couldn't focus on the that, game. And I think it was online um, poker. Okay. I mean, I feel that I was addicted to The Sims at one point. I think new ones coming out. <laughs> no, I, I don't own anything that can even that will run that it capac- right there. No, it wouldn't. We can we can upload it on there on your no on your way. new MacBook it that would, you just happened to get. It would definitely <laughs> blow up. Shut up, man. <laughs> it would definitely blow up. Okay, yeah, because you would be on it nonstop. Anyways, yeah, you know a lot about computers, which is why you got one didn't have a freaking thumb drive. <laughs> you can't even put a USB. In. No, because that's how Apple that's gets Apple you. Makes money. Yeah, that, that's how they make more money because they make you buy. What, what's it called again, Jenna? A little thing. A ding. That's funny because the one I have at home has the port in it. So you have a not an Apple one. Yeah, it's the one Joey gave me. The hell it's a hundred years old, literally a hundred years old. I don't even know how it's still running. Runs great for me. I don't know, but go ahead. But you're not playing The Sims on it. That's why. Yeah. Oh yeah, I've upgraded. Just try to update it, and then it'll be like you can no longer get into your disc. Whatever. Going back to addiction. Yeah, obviously you're you got problems. Uh, 
why do we become addicted to food? I think we can replace that last word with anything. Why do we become addicted to food, video games, alcohol, insert whatever? And one of the things we pointed out while we were discussing the show is that um, it's kind of a chemical thing. Yeah. Uh, the dopamine response. Um, I think currently the things that we see people getting addicted to is that uh, social media stuff. You know, where we talk about the FOMO, the fear of missing out. Mm-hmm. Um, Simon Sinek, I was telling bro uh, about this, that I was, watch- was reading an article and he was talking about why FOMO is so prevalent is because when certain types of people have these social media accounts and they get these, uh, whenever they get a notification that, uh, you know, someone has liked or done whatever to their social media, you get that little ding or you get that little number that pops up and you get that dopamine hit. And that dopamine is that feel-good um, hormone in your body. I don't ever get that. Do you get that? With the, with the, with notifications? the notifications? Yeah. No, nah, because it's more like, oh, fuck, I got to check that. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting that because if we message Mo, it's like <laughs> we got to tag his ass. Like, I have to do at Mo Dingo. So. <laughs> and then even sometimes yeah. it doesn't work because it happened the other day. Mm-hmm. Um, but and for certain types of people... Uh, with food, and I talked about this, my personal experience with uh, food challenges in the um, body image issues, uh-huh. where I specifically said for me, like, my challenges with food were related to, like, I guess, my happiness. Because whenever I was happy, food was there. Whenever I was sad, food was there. So it was like this unhealthy relationship with food. And, um, you it's know, and I was a fat it, kid. Well, it's know? typically not the best food either. No. Oh, yeah. It was like the sweets, you know. Or the comfort. They say comfort, comfort food. Yeah. Comfort food. Like, yeah. Anything with gravy or cheese on it, which, you know, when I moved to the Midwest was like not a good thing for me because I was like, man, <laughs> everything's breaded and got cheese and gravy on it. I love this place. I'm never leaving. Yeah. It's <laughs> so much that half I came, of us are fat. So much that I came back. <laughs> <laughs> well, that and I love my kids too because they were going to college here. But you know, small detail. It's small, de- minor details. But uh, why do we become addicted to food? Jenna, why, are you addicted to food? Yes, I'm addicted to chocolate. Chocolate. Yeah. Well, chocolate's got some positive properties. Yeah, to but it. okay, let's talk about addiction. Okay. Yeah. Across the board. Across the board, addiction typically is not healthy. True. Right. So she's not unhealthy. I don't think. So okay. addiction or craving. Mm-hmm. Totally different, in my opinion. Like, agreed. I don't see Jenna like. I would like say. She, I would say she might be addicted to sleep because like, she gets like what ten hours of sleep a day. Ten, like fourteen. <laughs> oh, she was a kang or koala bears. Don't they get like twenty hours of sleep? Oh well, that's what I she have is. A real then. life koala bear, <laughs> and then just fuck with me, and I'll bite your ass. <laughs> they are pretty savage, from what I understand. Yep. Same. Yeah, Gareth, can you confirm that for us? Yes, please. We know you have those. <laughs> But just overall, no, I think we really can all, and we can all agree. I think collectively that addiction is a bad thing. Yep. Uh, whether it's uh, where you hear people identified as workaholics, or you know, whether everything is just sacrificed for the the cause of the business, and which is a big problem in Japan, um, to the point where uh, suicide rates among uh, businessmen, like your blue collar businessmen, is pretty high because they dedicate so much of their life to the business and then they either get demoted or they get fired or something and it's like this this huge devastating incident and they sometimes a lot of times the only way to know how to cope with this is just like by ending their lives which is to me not a good thing my grandpa was a workaholic do you think that you think that has anything to do with tradition yeah uh in in japan for those of you that are new listeners i'm half japanese and i've lived spent half my life over there but they have something called kaishen and that's basically where you devote your life to the company whatever that company is and i I think as times have evolved like people have kind of uh got less connected with that but i still think there's a certain amount of that that is uh that is true like what bro just said yeah culturally there's probably still some of that that is ingrained within a certain population of the centuries. I mean, they, yeah. I don't know centuries of doing something as a culture. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say it has to have some carryover of mm-hmm. being honorable. Yeah, um, where we look at it as just because they're not samurais, you know, defending yeah. uh, castles I, and working for lords doesn't necessarily mean that that type of belief or behavior doesn't translate into modern day culture. But uh, patriots are why we. Um, or who we are today, mm-hmm. for at least for me. And that was 200 years ago. Yeah. So the Japanese, even though they're not walking around with uh, swords on their side, 
I would say the samurai culture in Japan, I still say is prevalent, even though they tried to get rid of it. Mm. Um, yeah, you're right. Uh, they tried to go more towards the technology, Western, side, Western, yeah, Western, Western yeah. stuff. Um, so samurai tradition was looked frowned upon. And if you look at our own country, we're kind of do some of the same things where some tradition from P Pledge of Allegiance and all that mm -hmm. jazz that um, saying God in school mm -hmm. is, is so bad. Um, you know, that's that we're, we don't get into too many politics, but I'm just comparing those two with the samurai and that, that society is shunning their past, their history. Mm -hmm. um, when it wasn't bad, the samurai wasn't bad. Honor. The, Honor, the, courage, commitment, oh just like God. You know, yeah. all the other military branches yep. along so, that same lines. So yeah, food addiction is typically bad. Uh, I don't have food addiction. You struggle with it at one point. Mm -hmm. uh, we've documented that. Um, do you still struggle with it? No, because I'm a lot more cognizant of it. And I know with the steps that I'm trying to take towards maintaining a heavy, healthy lifestyle and seeing my grandkids, you know, I got to be around, I got to be alive in order to see them. So the easiest way to do that is, well, one, probably take care of my health, which usually is correlated to fitness and, and dietary, uh, you know, pathways. So for me, that's the benefit or that's what keeps me motivated to not start going down that path again of using food as a source of relief or comfort. So what's the science behind this, Mo? It's to, uh, addi to addiction. I mean, a, a lot of uh, addiction can be tied back to just like a chemical issue, a chemical imbalance within someone's particular system. Uh, sometimes it can be identified as hereditary uh, or sometimes it can be um, caused by um, an action like we talked about PTSD. Mm -hmm. They can be uh, triggered events that can cause someone to go down this particular course of behavior. Wait, so is dopamine, correct? Yeah, dopamine is so, the chemical. Yeah. So the, the, that chemical release, when it makes us feel good or something makes us feel you know, positive about something, we it's an addiction, right? So mm -hmm. it's no different than sugar. It's no different than... Getting a PR. PR. Um, Checking something off your to-do list, which I know is big yeah. for you, bro. <laughs> uh, yeah, and you know, you know, Jenna, when she's sneaking around with uh, chocolate chips in her pocket in between, in between lifts. Um, but, I don't do that, but I do... Have snacks. She does have, yes, she does have snacks. You do gummy bears in between lifts? No, she does whole freaking yeah. meals, Mo. I'll put a rice cake in my mouth real quick and just squat with it. But, uh, so it's definitely that dopamine. We, we like the sensation, so. Mm -hmm. That hit. Yeah, yeah the, the social media, the online gaming, the, you know, because gaming back, back in the day, it, a little bit different before the online portion. The online yeah. portion opened up a whole new revenue because now you're, you're going against someone else. So there's no, no matter how many times you go against a computer, you're typically better than them. Agreed. Right. So then but, when but now you're going against someone other, who thinks yeah. as well, you know, so it's, it's kind of added to the, and now you look at online gaming as far as professional, it's they're giving one, college scholarships for online gaming. This dude now. just won $2 million winning Fortnite or yeah. 7 million, sorry, 7 million at yeah. under 18. So it has now been legitimized as a potential for a profession. Yeah. You know, so insane. Uh, so these things can, in the wrong circumstances and situations and wrong individuals, I mean, they can control your life. We might not all know someone that has been full on addicted to a thing, but we've seen plenty of it around us, I'm sure. Um, in the military, like the most common thing I think I would see was either uh, addict uh, spending addictions or alcohol, or some sort of substance addictions, uh, you know, and those two things generated as a result of either like huge stress with the alcohol and, and uh, dependency, just the amount of pressure that's put on a 19-year-old, 21-year-old, you know, you're in charge, you're responsible for this billion-dollar aircraft, you know, and sometimes it's a little bit more than, you can't really screen for that stuff, you know, and then... Well, it's like PTSD, you don't... Yeah, you can't. You don't know until it happens. Until it happens, and yeah. then you really don't know how you're you're mentally going to cope with this, right? So some people may have PTSD, but and they've seen the same thing as the person next to them, but it hits them a little differently than the, the other. Their right? brains process it differently. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, I'd say that's probably one of the more common thing is like the alcohol challenges, but something I also saw was the um, spending addictions because a lot of times. For these younger, you know, younger Americans, this was the first time they had a substantial amount of money. Sign-on bonuses. In their pocket, whether it be signing bonuses yeah. or just a paycheck, a steady paycheck, you know, of a couple, a, a brand new 
airman in the Air Force right now uh, without any housing allowance is probably making like two grand a month, which for some people, depending on where you're coming from, that can be like life-changing money. Absolutely. And without um, having proper uh, financial uh, education or fiscal responsibility. They don't understand how fast two grand is gone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like Here today? Gone, gone today. Literally gone. Yeah. yeah, and there were lots of times that I had to deal with that and because they were never taught, you know, financial responsibility. And here I am, you know, I'm supposed to be training these young men and women to perform, you know, as medical technologists. But then in the, in the side piece of that, oh shit, this guy's never written a check. This guy's never had to pay a bill. This guy doesn't know he's getting took because he's paying 20% interest on a 5.0 Mustang, Mm -hmm. you know, that sort of thing. So kind of coaching them along those lines was a challenge I wasn't prepared for, which unfortunately my kids, you know, reap the benefits of that because now I'm nailing them at, you know, 10, 11, 12 years old, like teaching them about financial responsibility. So that way, hopefully they wouldn't wind up in these particular situations. But I'm, it doesn't, it doesn't have to be in the military. Like, you know, you have a, uh, a food service worker job and you're finally getting a steady paycheck. Sometimes that's enough for like, oh, I'm going to buy this, I'm going to buy that. And now they're living paycheck to paycheck. Yeah, but we're not taught that either. Like, uh, I always said that that should have been like a class in school. A mandatory class. more practical than like... Like how to balance your checkbook. anything else, yeah. We did have an accounting class where we learned, I think, how to... Do a checkbook. Yeah, I my, think. my kids uh, have had to take. What, I think it's called a civics class, yeah. and they learn things like how to vote, how yeah. to pay taxes, how to balance a checkbook. Oh, like I didn't learn any of like, that. Like 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 hashtag real shit. Yeah, <laughs> you know, things that, that are should, important. You know? but you're also learning at an age where it doesn't mean. Much. It doesn't really mean much because you're still living at home with mom and dad. That shit gets important when you when, you don't have that net. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. you know what I mean? When that net's gone and you're living, you're getting housing. Mm-hmm. And the military, or even if you move out and you're you're on your own, mm-hmm. like you realize that okay, well, I'm making two grand a month, and five fifty of that's gone every month to rent to rent. rent. Yeah, <laughs> okay, and then I have this. And then who the hell is this FICA guy? <laughs> and why is he taking all this money from me? What the hell's going on? <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. So, um, what else can this do? So addiction can control. We have sleep depression, anxiety. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. These uh, confidence or lack of confidence. These addiction challenges can really impact all of those things that you just rattled off. So uh, addiction can control our life, sleep. Okay, so let's just we'll go with online gaming. Yeah, right. That's a big. That's a big time, right? I play later at night. Mine is more of a stress. Like you're I, winding down. Yeah. Winding. I get wound up. Is what happens. I think you wind up to wind down. What happens though is it's my escape. It's it's I yeah. can. We need to find something that we can detach from. Mm-hmm. And sometimes there could be times where I do play six hours in a day. Mm-hmm. Am I addicted? No, because I can go with control it. Yeah, like I don't have to do it. You know, you don't wake up the next day scratching your neck like, oh, I got to get another six hours in. Right. Yeah, I'm going to skip the going to the gym today, and I'm going to not open. <laughs> you know, so uh, but sleep is definitely a big deal, right? Because uh, when we get addicted to something, we let it consume our life, mm-hmm. and when we let it consume our life, it, it, it impacts start, it impacts our sleep. Well, we already know. Here's the thing with food. If we're up longer, we're ten, we're, we have to eat. We get hungry, right? Mm-hmm. I, I battle with this with my own nutrition people, meaning if they go home and they eat dinner at 8 p.m., but they stay up until 1 a.m., yeah. well, now they, they're out of food, mm-hmm. okay? So it's either to take food away from their dinner. And shift it. And yeah. shift it or to close that gap because they're hungry at, at another 11 meal. o'clock. Yeah. When they don't go to bed for another couple hours. It, yeah. And so, it's, it's funny you mentioned the online gaming, or sorry, the poker thing, because when you said that, it, it reminded me of a particular incident of an airman I had. You know, it was uh, 2009, 8-ish, when kind of the online poker stuff kind of became new and you could like actually win money. Mm-hmm. I had one guy, he would come in every morning, look like a train wreck. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, a normally you know decent to high performer. And I just saw his performance just steadily decrease. I'm like, what is going on? And then his roommate finally just came up to me one day. He's like, yeah, he's, he's playing poker until like five or six in the morning and then to get in like an hour nap and coming in. I'm like, can you, t-? and I had to confront him. I'm like, dude, can you talk to me about this? Because I see it impacting your life. And then, and then he, he straight up told me like, because I guess I was the first person to ever confront him. But he's like, I have a problem. I was like, I can't stop playing. I'm like, okay, well, 
let's reel this back. What's going on? Like, because I didn't understand it. It's hard. Yeah, and, and he had to explain it to me. I was like, so you you have, an, I was like, so basically what you're telling me is you have a gambling problem. Mm-hmm. And again, going back to that dopamine, he was getting that hit and like that whole thrill of the chase. If you've never played poker before, um, playing it across the table from another human being is, is pretty exciting because mm-hmm. you get that rush, like you're trying to fake somebody out, whether you're bluffing them or you hope you have a better hand, you're playing the statistics, all this stuff. So there's like a lot of things in play and it's pretty exciting mm-hmm. unless you lose, you know, then it sucks. Mm-hmm. But when you're doing this online, I mean, you don't, you don't have to go gather five guys to play with you. At any given time, you can just jump on, on onto a table and just start playing. And that's the problem. It's not a table anymore. Yeah. So I'll, I would It's call, a virtual table. Well, no, I'm saying... It, when I would play back when PokerStars was still around before they had that big lawsuit, um, I would play five, six, seven tables at a time. Simultaneously? Yeah. Damn. So now- That's a lot of brain power, man. But the, now people, they would play 15, 10, 15 at a time. And wow. And literally just look and, you know, it's all mathematical. There's a lot of mathematics. It's all probability, in, yeah. Right? So, and then they would play that many tables. And so now you have this constant- where you're focusing on one, you have time in between hands. Mm-hmm. Now, no, that's not good enough. I mm-hmm. got this one. Well, two's not going to facilitate anymore. That addiction. I, st- I still got some more power, brain con- power left. Well, you're constantly now hitting that dopamine, right? Because it's literally, you're, you're now you're attached to 15 tables instead of one. Versus one. Right, and now it's like boom, 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 boom. I, I didn't know about that piece. Yeah, it's it. a whole nother level of shit. Like, I can't even explain it. Uh, I never had a gambling problem, um, but the you know, cause I could switch it off. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, there is that when you're down, you got to understand that that's just the way it is. Yeah. And if you want to, if you want to risk more than 10% of what you own, meaning like when you actually play hold them to a, a level yeah. where I played it, I was playing three or four times a week at sometimes live. This is with real money. This guys. is real. Yeah. With, yeah. with real money. When you have your, when you have your stack or whatever, your, your total money mm-hmm. uh, that you gamble with, at no point in time should you risk more than 10% oh, of, that, okay. of that. So especially well, that's kind of like a rule of thumb. Yeah, because okay. if you get into a cash game, you don't sit down with all your cash. Yeah. You're only taking 10% of what you have, and then you're trying to roll with that. So so this next piece about depression, I'd imagine when you have that huge dopamine dump, that probably like kind of makes you descend a little bit. You're probably a little bit mentally exhausted too. Well, think about the guy the next day. Yeah. Right? So he goes in. And his real life that's funding his, his poker <laughs> his gun, his gambling. Is, going, is going to shit. Yeah. Now he's getting hammered by, like, he's underperforming. He's not staying up to task. He, you can get in legitimate trouble. We already talked about how the military is. Like, if, Pretty, yeah. if you're not— If you're not performing, there's ways to find someone else who will. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's just there's, a, there's a lot of things that— Now, I will also say the military is very lenient, uh, from what I know, mm-hmm. on, you know— Issues. They're not going to just kick you out because yeah. you do it. You know what I'm saying? Because like, now you're creating another problem. You're just yeah. You're you're flicking your booger off into society. Yep. <laughs> so so a lot of times what they'll try and do and and Blake and Sebastian and Steph can testify to all this stuff. You know, is like it was really frustrating for me. You know, early on, like you would see these people getting these horrible horrible issues that I didn't have these problems. But then yeah. we're going to spend all this money to get this person to rehab, and then we're going to kick him out of the military. Like for me. I was like, why are we spending, why, you know, why are we, quote, wasting money on this person who's not productive? But you can't just, like I just said, flick the booger and like you, you can't put this guy out in the street and now he's got these problems and now he's society's problem. You know, the Air Force has always done, or sorry, the military in, in general, in my experience, has done something to try and help that person overcome whatever challenge they're facing, whether it's gambling, alcohol, drugs, whatever, and then turn them loose back into society. Although they're not, their behavior isn't conducive to military service, doesn't mean they can't be successful in something else and giving them the skill sets to deal with whatever challenges that they were faced with. And so, we talked about, it's not always the cream of the crop you're getting yeah. in, in the military. We're already talking about they don't know about personal finances. Mm-hmm. And then now they get this and they develop a problem. We also know that the military isn't like, the numbers are low, mm-hmm. right? So it's like, if they kicked out every person that had a fucking problem, yeah, we would we'd be, be a, in a serious world of hurt. Serious world of hurt. Yeah. So, um, what else we got? Anxiety. Um, I think maybe just that fear of oh, I I have to I have to get my stack back up. Yeah, you know, and constantly chasing that rabbit. 
and you know, like Bro just said, like we'll we'll use poker as this particular instance. Like it's a game of statistics. It's all probability. And if you're constantly chasing that rabbit because you need that mm-hmm. in order to, I don't know, eat yeah. or pay your rent, yeah, that can really wear on you, you know, from an emotional standpoint. I, think, I mean, I don't know because I'm not a poker addict or whatever, but I would think that you would know that it, it isn't a problem too. So I feel like you would develop an anxiety over that, like mm-hmm. knowing that, oh, that you have an uh, issue. Like, the denial like, piece. Yeah, it's like yeah. a guilt kind of thing. Okay. Let me tell you this. Many times I sat down at a cash game and the person or people would be sitting there and they would have to ask permission because you can't, you can't take money off your table, right? Mm-hmm. They're literally asking everybody that's sitting if they can take $2 off of the table so they can go buy a beer. Buy Coke, yeah. Go buy a beer. Yeah. This is their literal last money that sits fucking in front of them to where they have to take it off the table to even go buy a beer. Yeah. And they have to ask permission of all the players because you can't remove money. Okay. Now you talk about this, man. That's that's some real shit, right? Yeah. You tell me they're not anxious when they're all in. Now imagine every amount of money that you have, <laughs> right? That you have, and now it's sitting right in front of you, and in, now it's at risk in a stack of plastic chips then, in front of and me. And then yeah. you li- and then you lose. I yeah. would die. Literally, imagine all your money. Oh I I knew someone that was a, a dealer in Vegas, and she told me that the day she quit was when someone put their uh, title to their house. Mm-hmm. On the table, she said she got it. She said she left. I yeah, it would be hard to watch that. Yeah, it's insane. So, uh, how related to food though? So, anxiety for food, right? So, the addiction can control our life because people who are actually addicted to food, uh, they f- have I'm uh, finding uh, through research or whatever. They eat so often throughout the day because they constantly think they're hungry, right? So okay. They're actually not hungry. They're, they have more than enough nutrients, right? Just probably through two meals of their day if we're talking someone who's overweight. Okay? But they're trying to satisfy that. Well, what happens is, let's say we're, they didn't have a bad day and let's say there is nothing bad that happened. Mm-hmm. Every time we eat, our insulin spikes. Well, the mm-hmm. more often we eat, the more often our insulin is going to spike. So when we go without eating, our insulin spikes because our body... Yeah. Is, is in that routine. Mm-hmm. So our eating habits, now they're getting anxiety okay. on the fact of, oh, I got to eat now, I have to eat now. Like they're not, their body's really good to go. But in their brain, it's telling them that they're hungry because they're so used to eating so on that schedule, on that okay. schedule every single time. And that's where you're going to gain that 20, 30 pounds in six months because you've created these bad habits where, um, you know, the anxiety is getting you like, I have to eat, I have to eat, I have mm-hmm. to eat. If you don't, you start kind of like losing your shit a little bit, but then that it, leads to depression. The confidence piece, yeah. Well, like leads saying, to depression yeah. and then uh, lack of sleep. Yep. I mean, if you're unhealthy, the, the snowball starts getting bigger real quick. Yeah. If you're unhealthy, your sleep is typically always affected, mm-hmm. and that always comes back to lack of confidence. Yeah. So if you lack confidence in yourself, right, you want to make yourself feel good because mm-hmm. you don't like the way you look. And, and that was me. You know, I, I ate because I was sad. You know, and food made me feel better. And we're, we're not talking about uh, a one or two day, like just having a bad this run. This is like constant. This is every single day that we're having this where you, you lack confidence in yourself because anything and everything you do is not successful. So the only way you can make yourself feel good, because typically if you're obese, you're not involved in sports. Now you Probably. can be involved in uh, gaming or poker, anything that's virtual, mm-hmm. because most people who are obese aren't out and active and about, right? Because they don't. They, they don't like how they feel or look mm-hmm. majority of the time, okay? So I'm no doctor on this, but this is just my perspective. Mm-hmm. When you lack confidence yourself and you feel good about eating that large pizza because it tastes good, it satisfies and gets that dopamine and you feel great about yourself, like, what are you going to do more often? You're going to go back, retreat to those same behaviors that make you feel good. Same thing every yeah. single time. And that's what people that are addicted to food is what they do. And that's how you become 200 as a female, 220, 250, mm-hmm. 275. Now you hit a 300 uh, weight at 5'6 yeah. as a female. And, we're, and, we're, and, we're talking about catastrophic things. Obesity, yeah. Because we talk about being, you know, like by the charts, I'm morbidly obese. But now we're talking like you're significantly like overweight, like to where it's, it's like a problem. A, it's a problem. Like you can't even like function day to day. And we can tap into the kids. Where does, where does this all, this all we talked about this uh, prior to, um, what, what was that? Uh, can, um, 
Oh, complacency can and complacency kill you. Yeah. Yes. And that goes to your kids. Think about it. Every time you eat, you're teaching them the same habit. Mm. And, and they don't know any better. They don't They're know. Just, and it makes them feel good. Yeah. Right? Because they see you feel They're good. They're doing you're what happy. mom and dad do. Yeah. You just got to back a hand your kid and you have a cheeseburger and now you give them a hug. <laughs> yeah. Like, what's up? Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Sorry so, about that. Yeah. Here's a cheeseburger. Yeah. Um, medications. Uh, I'm sure there's an argument for and against that. Uh, I, I would argue that probably getting for some professional help uh, is probably a, a good step, whether it be with someone, uh, a nutrition coach or fitness coach, whatever. But I think there's some psychological element that needs to be addressed there. Um, me personally, this is just Mo's opinion. I'm not a big fan of medications, um, especially when it comes to psych psychotropic stuff. Uh, I've had to take them before. just didn't like the way they made me feel. For some people, it does work. Um, but that's just not kind of how I roll. I, I, you know, it, it could be just leaning back to like how I was raised. You know, again, my mother's Japanese, my father's Jamaican, two cultures that really don't um, embrace a lot of uh, pharmaceuticals. And I think that just kind of carried over into my life. But for some people, I think when it comes to these chemical imbalances, you kind of need it. You can. I, yeah. Can it be done without it, you know? I, I would argue that it could, but I'm not a... I'm not a psychiatrist, psychologist, or doctor or anything like that. I'm just Mo, and based on my personal experiences, I've been able to address my challenges without utilizing pharmaceuticals. Yep, and I've had a handful of people who have, are were truly addicted to food that I do nutrition for, and they're not using medication for it. Mm -hmm. You don't have to have it. I think that's unfortunately... Th that's our, the easy... Easy way. Yeah, Lot ban. big pharma, yeah. Lot ban. Let's have this really invasive procedure to make our stomach smaller so the food doesn't pass through as quickly. But you're not fixing the not psychological fixing. No, issue. No, you're not. Yeah. You are not. And I think from my experience, you have to go to the roots of the problem. Mm -hmm. The roots of the problem lies deep within inside. Yeah. And it's really hard conversations. And I'll tell you this straight up. I guarantee you, guarantee you, 99% of the nutrition coaches are not going to dig that shit out of you. You know why? Because they're trying to get you the food. They're not really digging... It, where I, I literally, I'm not saying I'm like the top 1%. Mm. I will deal with the fucking shit. Mm. Like, this is a problem. Because every time we are meeting, the same excuses, the same bullshit, the same this, the same that. Mm -hmm. Understand, I'm not going to allow it to happen. You want a different... Because that's what they're paying you for. You want a different nutrition <laughs> when, coach? When people come to you for nutrition, they know it's not just going to be about food. It can't be. <laughs> because we already know that it's, it's beyond that. But the, yeah. thing, the thing is... You have to dig it out of them. I'm telling you, I've had some really hard conversations with people, and it's it's emotional. It's painful, it, very painful yeah. for them. Where they may be like, "Fuck Brody." Yeah. Okay, that's fine. But but <laughs> but yeah. yeah, you you are going to feel better about this. Yeah. I wish everyone could have seen that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Fuck bro, but yeah, me and Mo was doing yeah. like, oh no, you yeah, didn't. But but, yeah. but but bro really tapped on something, and then that's where you have to be introspective. Like, okay, well, why am I so pissed off at Brody? Oh, because he told me the truth. And it's not about being pissed off at Brody. No. You're pissed off because he tapped into something that you didn't want to you've address. Been you've been hiding. Yeah, you didn't want to acknowledge it. Yeah, and that's what I'm seeing. These problems, the depression, the anxiety, the lack of confidence, the sleep, underperforming, not looking, you know, not liking how they look. This has all been kind of revolved around these small things. Why are they addicted to food? It's all this shit that have, they've been hiding and running from and really coping with via food mm -hmm. and it's you're right it's a that's the release thing. and they're not mentally like disturbed they're not like you know they may have anxiety depression lack of sleep and the lack of confidence but they're not disturb, pe disturb no. people where they're gonna you know go blow up a fucking you know a school or something yeah. but they but have there's that little box of of, of they've put it away of, of dynamite yeah. and understand when they put that away and they've been doing this for 20 plus years mm-hmm that box is, that, that's locked. That thing is key. locked tight, yeah. It's, it's like, until someone punches you in the gut and you can understand like, shit, mm -hmm. this is what's up. And I put it in front of them, all of them that I've dealt with. You can make the choice, but understand, I will not accept your excuses. I will not accept, you know, you trying to reason with me. I'm here for you to be as healthy as you can, to keep you on this earth as long as you can. Yeah. For not just, I don't give a shit. I said, I'm eventually probably, we won't even know each other 30, 40 years from now. Who knows? But, 
but you're gonna you're gonna be alive. You're gonna have a family. You're gonna still. I still you, want you here. You're gonna be alive to be cussing me out. Yeah, and I'll probably be dead because I can't handle all this fucking stress. Like, literally, I'll be long gone because my head and heart has exploded from yeah. dealing with all these bullshit excuses that people try to get me. But I can't, I'm not mad at them because it's all they've known. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, you have to teach them the head. It's harder to, to, to get someone to unlearn a behavior than it is to get them to embrace a new behavior. We've talked about this all the time. Treat people how you want to be treated, right? I think the same thing when it comes to digging in people's mind. When it into comes into that really soft, sensitive, uh, you know that 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 area that hurts, right? Yeah. And, and and the thing is, when you bring it up, you know, hey, you look, put it on the table. Look, hey, I care about you. Mm-hmm. Okay, and that's and that's the truth. This is why I'm going to be honest with you. And I'm going to be honest with you that hey, if you continue this, you're headed down a path you'll never exit mm-hmm. you're going to be you're not going to recover from we're it. talking diabetes we're talking about illnesses we're talking about being here statistically less than you should be because you because of behaviors con- because you can't control eating fucking sweets you can't control you know going to starbucks which is unfortunately it's it's ca- easy to do yeah. it's easy to do and you don't understand that it's a thousand i don't even care about calorically <sighs> but i'm talking the sugars the carbohydrates a small box of hot tamales, not even the movie size, the 10 for 10 at Kroger, 120 carbohydrates. Really? Yes. I've never looked at that before. 120 carbohydrates. I, I mean, I don't, I don't eat them because I used to work at a theater. But understand how again. small that is. We're talking three to four handfuls, 120 versus, carbs. Versus that big box you get at the theater. You, you know, know, but you don't understand this, right? Until you can d- detach them from all their mental... God dang. <laughs> Think about all the times they fucking sat down and they're so mentally... and like emotionally depressed because who knows, maybe they can't get a date or maybe they are not socially accepted by people. It snowballs. Mm. And now they think it's because they're overweight or that they have this or that. No, it's just, it's who you surround yourself you, you, you by. You got to bring it back to the root of the problem. And, and the thing is, dude, you know, when something goes wrong and you kind of look at yourself like, is it me? Or you, you know what I mean? Like, this keeps happening. Mm-hmm. What am I doing? What's the common denominator here? And you separate yourself. Now you become like independent. The only thing you can count on every fucking time is this food. Because mm-hmm. it's not going to, It's you know what I mean? It's not going to let you down. It's like a dog. Yeah. Dog's always going to wag its tail when you come home. Mm-hmm. It's always going to lick you. You could have just rubbed its face in its own shit, put it outside. It's going to come back in yeah. and it's going to look at you and be like, fuck, why'd I do that? But you know why you did it. But they're going to come up and like sit down beside you. Yeah. Right. This food's the same thing to them. Uh, steps. You know, to try and break the chain. My biggest thing is I tell people get the food out of their damn house. If it's in your house, you're going to eat it. Hmm. It's that simple. It's pretty simple. It's that simple. Yeah. Don't have it in your house. And people who are on nutrition, who kind of struggle with this and are kind of working through it. I tell them, give them a 24 hour rule. Okay. So if you, if you go and get ice cream, okay. Mm-hmm. The next morning when you wake up, throw it away. It's I've heard similar things with alcohol and tobacco mm-hmm. where um, obviously, you know, if you quit something cold turkey, there's a higher probability that you won't have success. Yeah. So one of the things I've heard before is like, okay, go ahead and buy whatever alcohol, cigarettes, whatever. But if you're going to smoke, you smoke one cigarette out of that pack and you throw it throw away. away. Absolutely. The same thing. You drink one beer out of that six pack, you throw the rest away. Do you know what that does to that person? It creates a financial challenge. No. <laughs> but What's yeah. it do for the person though? It, it, it creates a, a new thought pattern. It shows them they can do what though? It shows them they have, they can restrain themselves. They can control. Yeah. What do we like as humans? We control. Like control. Yeah. And when you can see something, when you're addicted, you can't control it. We already, we've talked about this. It's, it's uncontrollable. Mm-hmm. It is a passion, a sensation that you're craving that you cannot go without. When you can say, I'm throwing this, these other four cupcakes out of the six, because I had two, mm-hmm. I'm throwing these four away. I'm, they're gone. You're showing control. Yeah. This I, is not I, what, I did this. I did this. Yeah. This fucking, these, you know, well, I don't want to waste money. Drew just blew three ninety nine. You're really pissed off because you got Kroger cupcakes that were made out of shit. It's you know, like you went down to this bakery where they're four ninety nine a piece. The blood pressure medication is going to cost more. <laughs> but then you think about that, right? Yeah, um, but show that you can control it. The 
the social piece, I know we've talked about this before where I talk about my story with my friend who was trying to make some life changes and they went to dinner and their friends were kind of shaming them because of the meal choices, meaning that my friend was, you know, eating the salad versus the, the fried, fried mayonnaise and bologna sandwich. Yeah. yeah. And the fit shaming that Jenna always talks about, you know, maybe sometimes you need to remove yourself from certain social circles that are contributing to, or that are making those behaviors easier to practice. Put it this way, right? If Jenna's sitting here <clears throat> and she's struggling with food and she wants to make that fucking change, right? She makes that change like your friend did. Mm-hmm. And the first thing I do is talk shit about it. That's... He probably... <laughs> but I, let's be, I'm being serious, yeah, right? Yeah, so yeah. what would you do? Like, she's not... She's going to regress and she's probably going to order Go back, it. yeah. Or the same thing when uh, <laughs> I've had friends... Like, I have friends that have been sober for whatever reasons. And I intentionally, I will not drink around them or whatever just because that's out of respect for what they've accomplished in their life. You know, they've seen that mm-hmm. achievement. You know, I, 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 I honor that and I intentionally, I'll, I'll drink iced tea, coffee, water, whatever. I won't, I won't open up a beer or, or order a drink in front of them just because I, I have a lot of respect for someone who has made that decision. As you should be. Yeah. I feel like that but, should but, be. But not everybody. I know, no. but yeah. I, I guess, well, we don't understand that way of thinking, but. Yeah. But we already know that we've all had friends in our lives that were assholes yeah. that would easily do that and don't give, really give a shit. Or they'll, they'll make a joke out of it. Make yeah. a joke out of it. They only care about themselves. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's fine. You don't drink. I'll drink I'll all drink your more. drink. Yeah. yeah. I'll drink what you ain't drinking. Yeah. You know, fuck you. Yeah. Like, I'm trying to make a change and you're a piece and, of shit. And, and you're making fun of it. And the problem is they're not going to say that because their whole life people has been, if they are obese and they're overweight and they're addicted to food, they're going to, they're going to crawl right back in that hole mm-hmm. where they know it's safe, right? No different than a turtle going into its shell. It's safe. It's where it's at. So they're going to go right back down, fuck the conversa- confrontation, uh-huh. even though they dis- dis- disrespected me and, and made fun of what I'm trying to do. Yeah. They're of, not going to. the path you're trying to walk. But they yeah. also understand you may not have a lot of friends. That's also and true. And they're not as well. really a friend. Yeah. So this whole social aspect, if they're a piece of shit, get them out of your life, period. If, the, if, they're, if they're not doing what Mo did where he's respecting your process, get them out. I would argue it's better to have no friends than have friends that will try and drag you back down. You'll find new friends, I yeah. promise you. <laughs> There's plenty of people um, out there. And, and, and go, Jenna's always looking for friends. <laughs> and that self-confidence piece, though, I think, like bro said, you eat, you eat that cupcake and you throw the rest away. You know, having, you know, identifying within yourself that I had control over that. I argue that that will also help with the self-confidence aspect of all of this. That will change your mentality, I yeah. promise. If you do that, if you make yourself do that, it'll happen. So yeah, remove the food. So Mo was just pointing. Removing the food will help the addiction. Mm-hmm. And then uh, also a nutrition coach. Oh, have, okay. have someone hold Having you, a mentor. Right. Have someone that's going to hold you accountable, okay? So sometimes you're gonna, you'll be able to make a change. And a lot of people are intimidated by a nutrition coach because I don't know anything about nutrition. I'm not trying to do CrossFit. Blah, 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 blah. It's just all these excuses. You're mm-hmm. bitching out in essence. Get the fuck out of your own way. We've talked about- Fear. Fear, yeah. They're yeah. fear because they don't, it's the unknown. Mm-hmm. They, they, have a, they have a comfort little circle. Mm-hmm. And when, they step, you, that, when you step outside of that, and this is not even food. This is any type of introvert type thing. When you step outside of there, it's like, oh shit. You're opening yourself up. Yeah, and they don't want, they, they don't want that, right? If you can make that change and you can get someone that is going to support you, that's not going to ridicule, ridicule you, not going to tease you and just like bash you for you trying to make a change. A true nutrition coach will be there for you. will give you resources, no different than PTSD. Find someone you can lean on. Mm. Find someone you can lean on with your, your, your issues and understand that that's now going to be your safe area. Okay? Mm. You don't have to be by yourself in a hole. Now you can be with a someone in another safe area. And, and going back to that whole, uh, when we were talking about online poker and online gaming, it, it, I'd argue that as easy it is to find people in those communities that will sit at a virtual poker table with you, I'm pretty sure there's people out there that are willing to help you navigate this new path mm-hmm. you know, of a healthy lifestyle. You know, They might not be right in front of you, but you know, you, you know, taking that same dopamine response you know, from people uh, getting that that notification on Instagram or whatever, you know, talking to people that might not be directly geolocated with you, but them mentoring you and helping you and giving you motivation to continue forward 
on this new healthy lifestyle. There, I'm sure without even knowing anything about this, I, I can probably go to Facebook right now and Google uh, food addiction support groups and there's probably a dozen. Absolutely. Yeah. Totally agree. If you have one, sa- one thing to say about addiction, someone struggling with the food because they're depressed or they have social anxiety um, or they just can't restrain themselves, what would you give them? Mm-hmm. I think confronting your problem first, but I think like the nutrition coach, just like having somebody to hold you accountable and like help you through it because sometimes you just need like the extra push and someone to talk to about that kind of stuff. Someone that like shows that they care because I feel like sometimes when you're, when you have an issue like that, it's like you feel really alone and you're like, you know that it's an issue, but you like don't know how to come out from it and you're, you feel helpless. So I feel like if you had somebody to like talk to, to just help you through that and to give you tips, I would say. A lot of you probably don't know this, but Jenna was overweight quite a bit at one time. Yeah, I, I wasn't like, well, I, was, I wasn't obese or anything, no. but um, I... What would you say, 15, I graduated, 20 pounds? Uh, maybe probably overweight? more than that. I was a size... I knew that I had an issue. It wasn't like, I wasn't addicted to food or anything. My habits had changed, um... I I was just going through like a lot of bad stuff and I stopped playing soccer. I wasn't active anymore. Um and I pretty much just like hated life. But I knew that when I had to buy a size 10 pants, I was like which I mean, I had always been I'm a size like 4 or 6 now, not that that matters, but that's what I had always been before. It's relative. I know but I'm just yeah, saying, yeah, like, not, not no, saying that yeah, yeah you're not going, yeah. going from yeah. that to like you know, going up that many sizes for me, I was like, holy shit. Like, well, it's no different. If you're a size 10, you go, I don't know how the sizes work. They go 16. I, I don't know. 12. I don't know. Well, I'm just saying, if, if if you are adding six sizes yeah. to what you normally wear, that this, should be a, that's a wake up call. call. Yeah. Yeah. So that for me, I was like, you know, I really need to do something and I didn't know what to do. So then um, somebody that I knew did CrossFit before. So I did like a boot camp and, it was really hard, honestly. At first, I, at first, I started like running. So I lived in Knoxville, and obviously, there's mountains and hills and stuff. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna run around the apartment complex one time. I'm gonna run up this hill, and then every day I would just try to like run more. And I would take pictures of myself in the mirror to see if I was like seeing a change. And I, I really didn't a lot at first, like most people. Mm-hmm. But I also like didn't have the knowledge of food. Um, which I think is, I think that's one of the most important things about a nutrition coach is just like knowing what your food is. Like I was just talking to somebody earlier about that, about, you know, people will say, okay, well, I'm just going to cut out all these carbs. And then they're, right. and then they're in this like extreme deficit. And also a vegetable is a carb. But, dummy. But, <laughs> like, yeah. I when mean, you don't know, you, yeah, you, you always do, hear you carbs are the enemy. Yeah. Right. But, Cause here's a philosophy, right? If you take that same person, you sit down, um, four cups of vegetables, right, mm. in a fucking bowl, mm-hmm. and you set down a half a cup of rice. You say, which one has, has more, more carbs? carbs. Yeah. Oh, they're like, going to like... Literally the same thing. <laughs> yeah. Really? I mean, Aww. well, I mean, four cups of... Right. You could probably eat a whole bag of lettuce and... But uh, that's what like I'm saying. Like, 10 so, grams of, Right, you're looking maybe six to eight grams of carbs in a full cup. Because when you're untrained, you yeah. automatically go towards, oh, well, rice is a carb. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah but that's, that's obviously yeah. more than all this broccoli. Yeah. Clearly, there's less. <laughs> there's less broccoli. Because so. you know, a hundred pounds of bowling ball and a hundred pounds of feathers. The feathers are lighter, right? Yeah, and right. that just you don't know what you don't know. Yeah, I think you're right, Jenna. Like having a Sherpa navigate you through that because when people are trying to lose weight, I think the first thing they they think about is exercise. But that nutrition piece is so. <laughs> is that funny? It, right? It's so nebulous to most Americans that we don't understand what food does and is and that food isn't necessary. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. I exercise. I mean, I did CrossFit for how long before we started here and I still eat like shit. And I, my weight had gone up and down, up and down, up and down. Like, serious, like significantly. I, I lost a lot of weight and then I gained a lot of weight. And like when we first opened here, I was back to, I wasn't back to where I started, but I had gained a lot of weight back. Right. And um, I mean, I was like drinking not like excessively, but more than normal. I mean, like 
Um, you would drink yeah. every night, but nothing as it, more casual than anything. Yeah. But we already know like that all that adds up. Right? Yeah. And well, yeah. I think what's unique yeah. is what you said was, or she said, it, you know, you can exercise, but the problem is the food. The prob- yeah, the problem isn't the exercise, the problem is the food. But, yeah. that's, but in our brains, we don't want to give that one thing up. We're like, well, okay, if, I'm, if I need to lose weight, I'm going to exercise. I'll just exercise more. I'm not going to stop eating fast food. Or, or then you take, you know, the, the, my, my thought process, well, I'll just eat less and exercise more. I'm eating, and, and I'm I would eating just, salads. I was killing myself. Yeah, I'm eating salads. Yeah. That's why I'm going to go to a salad diet. And then you will wonder why, oh, man, I lost 10 pounds in a week. Yeah. You're, you're like not be able to get out of your bed. Yeah, but, but then I'm yourself. sleeping like 18 hours a day. And can you lift your arm? <laughs> all my maxes are going down, can you tie but I'm losing shoes? all this weight, yeah. Yeah, just knowing about food, I think, is just super important in general. But especially for losing weight, I think people just don't know, mm-hmm. you know? Yep. Good advice Yeah. from Jenna, which is rare. But she <laughs> saved it all show. <laughs> Okay, but I do have something funny because when I think of addiction, I think of My Strange Addiction, which do you remember that show? That show and I is disturbing. 23 Unforgettable Moments, which I'm not going to name them all, but the first one Please don't. is a guy, he was addicted to his car and he would like make out with the front of his car. Another one was eating cat hair and another one was a guy that was in a relationship with 15 inflatable animals. So and, there you go. And... So it could always be worse, guys. Yep. You could well, be licking you. the bugs off the front of your car. <laughs> yeah. I got a lot of bird crap on mine right now from a wedding, so. <laughs> she got bombarded, Mo. I did. I was, they were like, was sitting under a tree. Take a Oscar. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> are you ready? nice white car over here. <laughs> get, the, get the guys ready. We got a fresh white car over here. We're going to crush it. They just leveled it. Yeah, it's pretty. Nice. All right, so food addiction, it was Nick. Yep, Nick yeah, Zimmer. Yeah, thank Nick. Uh, really appreciate that. I think that was a good episode. A little bit longer than we thought we would go, but <laughs> chock full of good stuff. Uh, it's Jenna's fault. Yeah, we always blame Jenna whenever it comes to something. But uh, yeah, no, th- thanks for the message, brother. Uh, we really appreciate it. Thanks for it. listening. And thanks for that's listening, really cool. for sure. And thanks for listening to that uh, Nutrition Pitfalls twice. Yeah. Yeah, that's solid, man. He's spreading it. But uh, again, guys, if you have any show topics, you know, we're more than happy to get what it is you want to hear about on the show. It's actually kind of validates us being here in the middle of the night uh, recording shows when you guys aren't here. But it's actually early. We're in the future, though, right? So yeah, we don't even know what we're doing, <laughs> but we know we're talking to you, <laughs> and we know you're listening. Hope you have a good day. Yeah, put your tin foil hats on. <laughs> that brings this week's episode to a close. I'm out. I'm out. Peace. Bye. Thank you for listening to the One More Rep Podcast. You can follow us on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram at One More Rep Podcast, or on Twitter at Can I Get One More, or shoot us an email at Can I Get One More at gmail.com. 15 grams of Coke to Costa Rica. Small order. Just a small order. No, I enjoy freedom way too much to mule cocaine from Chicago. Prison the old prison wallet. What the fuck?